Good show lined up for you today. Um, we got a chuck full of goodness that's been going on for the past couple weeks here. Uh, we got our notes ready. You ready, B? I'm ready, Jay. <laughs> Who the hell is Jay? That's what she say. Nigga, I don't care. My name ain't Jay. So? Anyway. Can I live out my Beyonce fantasy? Okay. Since anyway. I ain't going to the tour. Since we're going cliche anyway. But um, yeah, we're about to go ahead and get it started. We got it. Um, what you been up to though, babe? Let, let the people know what we've been up to. I don't say what I've been up to. Nigga, you know everything I've been up to. Nothing, really. Um, working, trying to grow my business. I do nails. You yeah, know. if you follow us on the ground. I did post a video of baby. We gotta give out our Instagram. At the nail joint. Maybe people that's, don't know. that's the shameless plug right there. Oh. That was a good little What is the Instagram page? The couples there no, not not even the couples therapy. It's, it's couples, the couples therapy, therapy podcast, podcast yeah. on Instagram. Follow mm-hmm. us. Tell your friends to follow us. Tell your mama's mamas and mama's mamas. Slide in our DMs. All no, of that stuff saying, is all welcome. That good stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much been my focus. Um developing my skill as a nail tech. And growing my business. And that's pretty much been everything that I've been focused on. Um, that distracted me. <laughs> What's up? What you been up to? Uh, you know, same old, you know, just going to work, trying to make ends meet. I got my new phone. Got to be a new Lord. phone. We out here in these streets with the latest and greatest. And don't add us about no iPhones, because we ain't trying to hear We are it. not team iPhone. We're probably going to lose a couple of listeners based on this right now. Don't nobody care about them. Saying, but yeah. I mean, we care, but like, we Apple people just think, yeah, they just think they so elite. Do you call? Do you text? Do you get on Instagram? Okay, cool. My phone do too. No, that's all I'm worried about as far as that's the, what I'm saying, with yeah. my phone. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. If your phone can do it, mine can too. And on some low ski, like low on some low key shit, like I get upset because Instagram is very, very biased. Like Why? it it lowers the quality of Android of pictures. Android pictures and and uh videos when you upload it. That's wild. Like I well, take a screenshot on my phone and upload it on Instagram. It ain't look like a surveillance video yeah. from the nineties. <laughs> now the video quality is still good, but it ain't as good as it look on my video when I upload it on there, which is kind of whack. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. We're not about to get into that. So today we don't have anything that's going to be uh, in the back in my day segment of the episode. So we're just going to jump straight to the shits. With the uh, good old couple therapies portion of the podcast here, babe. It's just I like it because it seems like we're getting down to the to the to the to the nitty gritty of things that 
you know, make you say, hmm, when it comes down to no, uh, being in a relationship. Every time I hear that, I just think about the prequel to any episode of Law and Order. Especially heinous crimes, nigga. Well, yes. And in a, in a sense, when people get into relationships, there should be disclaimers. I thought you were about to say something about heinous crime. I'm about to drop you in your throat. <laughs> I mean, in relationships, some people relationship, it can lead to heinous crime. Saying, Not in uh, this one, sucker. Yeah, so I'm going to let B narrate this, uh, this episode here because she has more legible notes than myself here today. No, I just wanted to um, talk about something that we've been exploring and talking about and talking about and making clear in our relationship. And that's pretty much like identifying and reconciling your needs, wants, and desires within a relationship, specifically a romantic or dating relationship so what are you i'm I, i'm gonna be honest with you like every couple if you don't understand or know that you know a lot of the things that you look for in a relationship or have expectations of in a relationship really comes from what you've done in previous relationships for the most part so you set a standard of what you are accustomed to and with that being said it can vary from partner to partner because this person might not, you know, wear the same perfume as the last one. I guess that's being a little too bold with it because you shouldn't expect that. But, you know, or say, for instance, uh, this person don't rub your back when you get home like your last partner did or this uh, partner, she wears her hair natural as opposed to a perm like the other one did. And you set in your mind that you have so many different preferences but a lot of times, um, you you really don't understand either how important they are or how unimportant they are as far as you know sustaining the relationship. But what you to, talking about the person or the 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 qualities or the actions? Well, more so. Let me get a little bit more. No, I'm saying the the who is that? What you said the importance of it to a relationship. It being the importance of the person to the relationship or the importance of natural versus straight hair or rubbing my back when I get home. Like the I'm action the or the not the person. I'm just trying the to action. Okay. I was just trying to get clarification. Yeah, it's the action. But a little bit more in detail just to give you a pinpoint on what we mean more so is about considering Things that you may not find important that are not going to say required, but what are being asked of you from your significant other. So say, for instance, like B might say she doesn't like it when I smack when I chew or something like that. And that might be something in my mind I can't even control, but I try to keep a mind out for it. But in my mind, I don't feel like it's important. I don't feel like that's a make or break thing, but to her, that is like something that she will slap the shit at me over or she'll be very upset with me about. But in my mind, I don't see why it's important. And a lot of times it's not about whether I know why it's important to her, but just more so trying to do it because this is what will make her happy. And you know what they say, happy wife, happy life, but just happy people in general can breed a happy atmosphere and a happy, happy culture um, as far as the relationship goes, 
What do you think, babe? I don't know. I was thinking of it in the same manner. Like after we had our talk about what we wanted from each other or what we needed from each other, that when I was thinking about it, it pretty much, our whole conversation pretty much broke down into three categories. And that's wants, needs, and desires. And the way I define that is like, need is what I cannot be in this relationship without this particular list of things or this particular thing. A desire to me is kind of like passion driven, something that I really, 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 really want. But I feel like with a desire, if you don't get it, it creates friction or it makes you feel some type of way, which in turn affects your relationship. And then a want is something to me like a preference, but something that you won't die because you didn't have it. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I mean, I may not agree completely with whole comp- uh, categorizing them, mm-hmm. but if you want to do it that way, I would say a want is something that you're more so able to compromise. That's what I'm saying. Like, whether you get it or not, whatever. Right, right, right. But, you know, I'm, like, I'm willing to bend on that, you know, just to make you happy or for the benefit of us. A need, on the other hand, is something, like you said, it's... It's something that you can't waver on because this is how you're able to function at your highest level. Right. Because you need it. And it's necessary so you can function at your highest. Now, desires, those are tricky because a desire is almost like a want, but it's one that can almost, it can, it can, it can affect your functionality. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, if you have So it kind of has... A compass on both categories the desires I just feel like a want is something that won't change the trajectory of a relationship but a desire will it has the potential to change the trajectory of a relationship so like when we were talking and we were discussing like I need this from you and I need that from you and you're not giving me enough this and you're not giving me enough that when I look back at it, it's like, okay, what can I compromise on that I've asked for from my point of view? Like, what is something that I've asked for that I need this to happen so that, like you said, I can function and fully participate in this relationship at my highest level? And I think that question made me really try to identify the difference between it helped me identify my request in those three different categories, which alternatively gave me a level of importance to what I was requesting, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in relationships, there should be a personal conversation that you have where you you identify and categorize those things for yourself and then there should be a conversation with your significant other where you present those things to them 
and then y'all come up with a game plan from there. Yeah. And in in all actuality, even though we've almost been dating for close to two years now, that conversation right there really, I feel, helped a lot because it was something that we were constantly battling with back and forth, back and forth. But we never did sit down and try to understand one another. And then what we came to realize with actually having that conversation and able to making it where we were able to be calm enough to have that conversation and not deviate or walk away from it no matter what or who got loud or who got upset. It allowed us to understand that we have to sit down and really process that we don't think alike. We don't operate the same. And we got to understand the difference in some instances between a want and a desire. Because a lot of times in our heads, I can say this for myself, and I can probably say this for you as well, but I don't want to say it for you. But I'm pretty sure you've had these instances in my case where mm-hmm. I issued something that probably was a desire or a need, but you may have categorized it as a want and thought that it was something that I can compromise. I know I've done that in your case and on some things, and I'm pretty sure you've done that in your case on me. This is just the same. So it's kind of like you got to different differentiate and distinguish between because the wants is the one that can get can get tricky and the desires can as well. So a desire can, like, be, can be tricky. Let me finish it out. Bro. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I feel like a desire can on the surface look like a want, but then you find on later down the line that that's something that's affecting how that person functions. So you realize, oh, dang, this ain't a want. This is really something that's important to them. This is something that's going to affect us if I don't respect it for what it is. And a lot of times, like when we were having that conversation, we like just to give an example, um, something that you said you couldn't do. And I was like, you can if you want to. You just choose not to. But you were like, no. I can't turn it on or off. It's not a choose type situation. This is something that I just physically can't do. And in my mind, because I know how I am, I know that I can do that, but you may not be able to. And it was hard for me to accept that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you got to take yourself out of those things a lot of times when you're trying to communicate well with one another and you're trying to compromise and be... Uh, the best person that you can be for your significant other, because when you keep yourself in the middle of it, it can uh, make it can skew your view on um, how to respect somebody's thoughts and someone's functionality. Like I didn't respect that, and I had to take myself out of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, babe. If you say you can't do that, then maybe you can't. Even though I don't understand that. And I got to work on that. And that's why I was saying, like, when we had that conversation, it doesn't matter why. Yeah, the whys don't matter. Like, the whys don't matter. And that wasn't just referring to what you, your take on things. It was like, in both both ways, we got to realize that the whys don't matter. If I request something of you that you don't understand, like, why is this such a big deal? Why I want it? It don't matter why. It's the fact that this is a need for me or this is a need for you. And I need to respect it 
or else this is just not going to work. So I think in a lot of relationships, ego comes into play and people want to know, well, I don't understand why this is a big deal. I don't understand why this, that, and the third. And like, it's cool to ask those questions and then for the person to be able to explain to you why certain things matter. But at the end of the day, if you don't grasp 100%, it doesn't matter. Do you want our relationship to get healthier or no? Right. And somebody has to be the person to kind of like to to just put their ego to the side and and decide like okay, forget it. Forget everything. What are you asking me? What do you need? These are the things that I need to do to get that. And that leads me kind of to the second part <clears throat> of what I was meditating on like reconciling and delivering those needs, wants, and desires. Because it's a process to change, not how you are, but like to change how you deliver yourself to your partner, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Like you'll say all the time, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm just loud, period. Like, I'm always loud. When we first started doing this podcast, people would say, I can hear you very clearly, but I can barely hear him. You're a soft-spoken person. I'm not a soft-spoken person. So that right there created an offense between the two of us because you get offended because you think I'm yelling and acting irate and being an angry black woman. And I get offended because every time I say something, you think I'm yelling. And now instead of us talking about the issue at hand, we yelling back and forth or arguing back and forth about who yelling and who not yelling. And like, how many arguments have we had that veered off in that direction and nothing came of it? <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I feel you. It's funny because I can count just about in every relationship that I've been with. It's been this case. Of My, what? The significant other was the loud one and I'm the more reserved one. But it's funny because once they get me loud, then they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, why are you yelling? And then they come down. <laughs> and I'm like, ain't that a bitch? Like, you done pulled this out of me. The other and day, now, I was not yelling at all. Now that I'm yelling, now that you got me up, <laughs> it's a problem now. Now you like, are you okay? Like, what is wrong? Why are you yelling? Like, was I yelling the other day when you were yelling? I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. I was. I don't know. I probably and not, but I did. Was, but I, I did look at you like, like <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. You too old to be acting like this. That That's was... what I be thinking about every time I think you're getting loud with me. I but delivery. Good thing that you mentioned that because I talk about it all the time. Like I didn't use this example would be a million times. She's probably gonna roll her eyes when I say it. Like I already did roll my eyes. It's, the delivery on how you say something can change the reaction that you receive or the uh, the answer that you receive. Like, for example, I'm not saying this is what I'm talking about, but for example, because I've dated a girl that used to do shit like this. She would say, um, you didn't compliment me on my hair today. You ain't even notice it. Oh, you don't never notice nothing about me. And I'm like, bro, like, okay. 
my bad, I might not have noticed it. Or I'll be like, I noticed it, but I just haven't got around to saying anything about it. Because more than likely, I probably didn't notice it. I know I notice everything. People notice shit. You know what I'm saying? They may not compliment you on it, though. But instead of her saying it like that and wanting me to say, oh, babe, your, your hair looks amazing today. Oh, I noticed that you changed this about it. Instead of saying it as in, you didn't compliment me on hair, she could have said, oh, don't my hair look nice today, babe? Or... Do you notice anything different about me or something like that? And it would have got that answer instead of that sounds like argument. a movie, huh? You didn't notice anything different about me. I mean, that it sounds like a movie. Whatever, like, as cliche as it may sound, it's effective though. But to me, Ain't it's no like but. it is. No can but. I? But dang, go I'm ahead, trying to help old girl out. Ain't no but. Man. She go may ahead, be though. listening. Go ahead, go ahead. But um, I was gonna say like. You don't know how to like how excited she was to present herself to you in that manner. I get what you're saying, babe, but can't so you? So in her mind, she walking through the door like he about to say something about my hair because I know it's dope, babe. And then twenty minutes go past and you ain't said nothing yet, and she's stewing, and you just don't understand why, and she snapped. Why you ain't say nothing? All right. Well, since you want to, since you want to play devil's advocate, because you know exactly what I'm saying, you can get the same reaction you wanted, but by presenting it in a friendlier package. Right. But this is what I'm saying. When you upset, are you thinking about being friendly? Right. But you don't. When have to you be get upset, pissed though. off, you can't tell people how to feel. I got you. But let's play devil's advocate since you want to do that right now. Let's give a real life example of this. Babe. What today when I came home about the smoke? No, but that's an example as well. I'm use gonna that go one. even worse. No, I mean we can use that. I'll use both of them then. So the example of when we, because our anniversary is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So we're planning a trip, and I wanted to surprise B and just go. Well, she, we already planned for the trip and everything, and I knew that I was gonna have to get the rental car, um, and I wanted to. Um, so I was just at work one day and I was like, damn, you know, I might as well go ahead and just get it, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get it reserved here and whatever the case is. And I was like, cool. So this would be a nice little, you know, surprise to Bay. I'll, you know, let her know that I got it once I get finished here or whatever the case was. So in my mind, I was like, I could tell her, hey, hey, babe, I'm about to go ahead and get the rental car. And she can just be like, okay, whatever. Or, okay, cool. Or I could just send her, once I got finished, what I did, this is what I did. I did option B. I ain't do option A. I reserved the car, and then I sent her the uh, photo of the confirmation saying that I reserved it. I was like, all right, babe, knock this off the list. I already got the car reserved. So my thinking is that she's going to be like, oh, cool, babe. You on it. You be thinking. Nah, she was like, so... How did you reserve it? Did you have my card to reserve it? No, no, no. That's not what I asked what did you. you? Say? Did you I say? said, okay, babe, cool. Wait, you got a credit card? Right, and she know I ain't got no credit and card. And I knew the answer. Right, she knew the answer. But instead <laughs> of her, she didn't say cool. She said, she didn't say cool. I didn't say okay. No, oh, here we go. You didn't say cool. You said, you got a credit card? Oh, and she know I ain't got no credit card. Like she said, she already knew the answer. She already knew that I used her card to reserve it. Now, I know that this wasn't going to charge her card. It's just 
setting it up so when we do get there, we'll be able to go ahead and make the, uh, you know, get the car and everything, whatever the case is. Instead of her saying cool, babe. I didn't say cool. I said K. I sent K. What's the time on that, y'all? 10.40 a.m. So you sent the K and then sent the next one. I back. sent K. Right. And then the next text message I sent him was, you use the credit card? Right. So, all right, even with that one. But instead of you saying, babe, cool, we got it, everything's good, you're going to say, so you got a credit card. Knowing you already knew the answer that I used your card, Brittany. Right. You already knew the answer to that. So instead of being happy that we have a car reserved, knowing that it wasn't, you knew that it wasn't going to take the money right off your card as well. Right. But instead of being happy about it, you found something out of it to get upset about. And then she going to say some. you didn't even ask me before you reserved it with my car. After you said what car number it was. You said. And I sent her the car number and it was an old car that she don't no, have no, 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 no. The way you telling the story is like I got upset because you used my car. This is my perspective. So. No, you're upset we, because I didn't ask you. No. Can I talk? Okay. Damn. So we he reserved my perspective. I knew that he was going to have to reserve the car the car using his information because he's the one who gets the discounts on reserved cars. But I also knew in order to reserve a car you need a credit card. I have a credit card. So the issue was never with him using my credit card. The issue was him using my credit card without notifying me. Bruh, do you know that's illegal? First of all. Oh, now we bringing the law. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Hey, that's illegal. But that's not even the point because I don't care. I knew that that's what was going to happen. But you didn't even ask me. don't care, then don't care. I, but you didn't ask me. And see, that is the key. A lot of the conversations and disagreements that we have is because I feel that you haven't taken into consideration my opinion or my thoughts on a particular thing before you make an action or just in general conversation. So it's not even about, like I told you when we talked about it, the credit card incident was a microcosm for the actual thing that I was upset about. And granted, part of me was like, I lost my wallet in the beginning of the summer and I had to get new ID, credit cards, debit cards, all of that stuff. So the credit card that was on file from the same company that we used before isn't the same credit card number that I have now. And I was like, had he asked me or had he mentioned that he was going to do it? Not even ask. He could just be like, I'm going to reserve the car today. And I'd have been like, okay, cool. Let me give you my new card number. Granted, it doesn't matter because they don't charge you till you get there. But to me, it was the aspect of not taking me into consideration. And then when we had our conversation, we still to this day, as y'all can tell, disagree on the whole thing. And that's when I introduced the concept that why I feel away doesn't matter. Why you feel away doesn't matter. The point is, this is how I feel. This is how you feel. What we going to do about it? Because when you start getting into feelings, even though they matter, sometimes they take you down a rabbit's hole and you still never get to the, the bottom line of an issue. 
And like when Bruce was talking about earlier, how your past relationships pretty much re what's the word I'm looking for? They reoccur. Yeah. Or like you, you deal with the same things. Like I've taken time out to just be by myself, to look at all the relationships I've been through and to see why I feel the way I feel. Cause sometimes I say stuff and do things out of anger. And then it's like, dang, you weren't even really mad about that. This is why you were mad. So I'm really good at pointing out the bigger picture as to why this small thing set me off. Would you say so? Yeah. I'm about to say they can't see you now. Yeah. But I got to say this because you you try to change the subject, but I have to How? say this. I have to say this. How do I try to change the so subject? So you said that it's all about trying to cons- take the time out to consider to consider you to tell you that I'm going to reserve the car. But my thing was consideration Not the car. overall. Right. Which is where I say we it's come in. Overall. We, just we come into two different, come from two different angles. Your mentality was, I know this need to be done. Let me take care of this. She gonna be glad that this one less thing we got to do. And my point of view is, let me know beforehand. Which your point of view isn't wrong and my point of view isn't wrong. It's just a different way that we see each other and we're we're going to have to learn to maneuver around those things. Sometimes that might happen and things aren't as big as they seem and it's water off our back. And some things it's like, okay, this was the issue, you know? Right. So even like today with the food that I cooked for dinner tonight, I knew that you had plans on cooking and I had to learn from a past discretion. So I was like, instead of me trying to surprise her and be big hero of the day, <laughs> let me go ahead and call her and tell her that I'm cooking dinner. Cause I thought about it. I was like, she's probably going to go to the store and try to purchase some of the ends and announce that we're going to need to complete the rest of this. And I've already just did it. And I'm like, instead of her going to the store twice and going to get it, and me not telling her that I cooked. And then she comes home. And I'm like, hey, look what I did, babe. You ready for dinner? Da, 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 da. And she come in with bath. She was still going to be upset. So I was like, let me call her. Tell her I'm cooking. Even though I didn't want to. Because I'm just like, I like the whole element and romance of surprising. But I just had to let it go. And just call her and tell her that I'm cooking. Don't even worry about going to the store to purchase the. That's the romantic the surprise for me. I can keep my little coins. See enough. Two different worlds. That's really what it boils. And then, how many times have I tried to surprise you and I roll up in the house and you sitting here watching TV? Yeah, you've been mad. (laughs) That's happened like like, three times. Still just do it. No, for you to walk in the house and see, I be crushed. It'd be so. I'm such a planner. Like. When you go to job interviews and they ask you your strength and your weakness, my strength and my weakness are always exactly the same. My strength is I'm a perfectionist. My weakness is I'm a perfectionist, like on both ends of the spectrum. So when I came in, it was our anniversary last year. It was like twice I tried to surprise you with stuff since then. And I come in the house. I'm like, yo, I'm going to make this dinner. We're going to set the table. da, 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 da. And then I walk in and this fool like sitting here in his sweats and t-shirt, either playing a game, on the phone, watching TV. What are you doing here? 
That's <laughs> like today I was low key upset. Cause I had a plan. I was like, I'm gonna run to the store. I'm gonna get these last ingredients. I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna make this dinner. She couldn't even be I'm happy that practice. dinner was cooked. Already, <laughs> I'm gonna so. practice nails. And Jeez. then you called me and you was like, I'm here. I'm like, why? Why are you at your house? What you doing living in your own house today? Right. right. <laughs> and I was like, you know on? what? Don't get mad. <laughs> It's, it's okay. You can still do what you wanted to do. Which she I end so up so conditioned to being mad. She don't know how to be happy. <laughs> I do know how to be and happy. When a nigga is getting a meal cooked for him, and they ain't gotta go spend their coin to go get some. I was out. happy about that. that and, I, and my whole thing was, I was like, Brittany gonna try to cut some corners on this recipe. No, I wasn't. Some, I ain't trying to spend all the money for this. So I'm gonna just. I just needed one ingredient. Brittany, I ended up getting like. Four ingredients. Like what? That we needed for that. Well, that's neither here nor there. Like what? The I had to get the Parmesan. There's dill in the refrigerator that door. That went bad. I didn't open it. I just thought we had dill. And I was right. like, cool. And you would have realized that the dill went bad by the time you would have tried to put it and in. And I would have still used Had to go get some butter. We ain't had no butter in the house. We have a whole tub of butter. Bruce, are you kidding me? You bought butter? All right. We got a lot of butter now. <laughs> See, this is this is my thing with him. He's not a planner. Like my mom always taught me, take inventory of what you have, and then you'll know what you can get or not get. Literally, when I went grocery shopping last week, I bought a whole tub instead of buying the small ones like we was getting at first. I was like, we buying butter like every month. Like, no, buy this whole tub. It's gonna last for a while. Because I rarely use butter. I use canola oil or olive oil. You bought butter? Yeah. That could have saved you $4. All good. We got butter. We ain't got to spend it next month. But. That's $4. Brittany. It ain't nothing in this world that costs $4. <laughs> a four for four from Wendy. And you On ain't going to eat it when we in here cooking. No, I'm not. Let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Damn. So I'm just like, damn, just be happy about it. I'm happy. But anyway, it'd be, yeah, it'd be plenty of time. She'd be trying to surprise me. And I and I come on. You ruin it. Her and ruin it. And I'm just like, bro, just continue and doing it. And let me tell she y'all. She will go stop everything and come sit down. I'm like, bro, Let me tell it. y'all how I had a feeling. Like when they say women's intuition, I done been through enough stuff in my life where I just was came to the realization like I'm never going to not trust my intuition when dudes was doing me wrong that I was dating and they be like how you know you ain't got no evidence and I be like maybe I am crazy maybe he not doing nothing no trust your intuition the day of our anniversary last year what happened when you came home you was in here no 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 what's the first thing that happened when you came home what could you get in the door? Oh, no, I couldn't. I put the chain lock <laughs> on the top of the door. I was like, I have a feeling uh, I scheduled funny. to get off work early. He sent me flowers in the morning. And I was like, that was the thing that was like, why he ain't send them later in the day? Like, it was just something in me just was weirded out. And then when I came home from the grocery store, I was starting to cook dinner. I was like, let me put this chain lock on the door just in case. Where's the latch? So I latched the door and I had my little music playing. I was in here. I was like, okay, cool. Like getting my cooking vibes ready. Next thing I heard, I'm like, I knew this nigga was going to do this. (laughs) He come, babe, open the door. No, what are you doing here? 
You don't get off to seven. At that point, it was like two. I was so mad that day. I was like, you know what? She then he was like, this him. He came in the house with groceries. I don't know if he was going to cook or you just bought groceries. He's like, you want me to leave? No. Stay. Sit down, <laughs> kick back, and relax. Because you ruined it. And yeah. I ain't hit nothing that night. You did. I got I you. Did. I got you a good gift. I ain't talking about gifts. What? I ain't getting none of the, the rose petals or the candles and all that you shit. You didn't get. I did have candles because I sat the table before we ate. Oh, I you thought you were about to do. You something. don't even remember, bro. Because I didn't did it so many times. I'm thinking that it's some other time. It was so many times. I for think home. it was one time where we had gotten to a big argument and I came home early when you was trying to do something. Uh huh. Yeah. That and it was another time. You just that. stopped everything that day. I was like, ain't this you about stopped a, everything. Ain't this, this about I a, feel like I ended up cooking that day. <laughs> I was so upset. Yeah, but, eh, you know, the, the, the moral of the couples therapy portion of this podcast is, is taking consideration your significant other requests. Yeah. And taking inventory of your requests. Because some of your requests could be absurd. Like you're smacking, babe. Even though it agitates me, and every time you smack, I want to smack you. I guess I just got to get used to it. Oh, or the fact that you put thing. everything in your mouth like an infant. Another major thing about this is we got to... See, I think Brittany has a, a complex when it comes down to it. Because she's been hurt by so many people in her life, or whatever the case was. Or she feels like she has a, she has a trust issue with a lot of people. So she, a lot of times, thinks that... Shit, I do come from a malicious place. And she at times can't understand that I'm not that type of person. Like she be taking it places I never even thought I would <laughs> go, like I could go. And I'm like, no. Like she be like, and you did it on purpose. And you're doing it just to piss me off. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just like any woman. I never even thought about you when any, I was doing this. Any woman. Or a person listening who's been in relationships and have been like through half the stuff that I've been through. You just, you just, your trust is not a hundred percent there. And see what I've learned because I've been to therapy and that's a whole nother. We'll talk about that on a later podcast. <laughs> but in therapy, I. Found out that told you. I found out. I knew they was gonna do that though. That I have trust issues, but the number one trust issue I have is with myself. I don't trust my own judgment when it comes to picking friendships and relationships because I've made poor judgment in the past. And that's always something that sits with me. It's like I made a decision using this particular set of logic or this particular set of emotion in the past, and it was wrong. So I got to protect myself from all angles when I I make a decision. Like I got to protect myself from myself. And then sometimes that's all it, it boils down to. Like he was like, B. It's been two years. Like, do you think I would? I don't know. I really, really don't know. And it sucks to say that, but it's honest to say, I don't know. 
And when you just got to sit back and realize it, the, a lot of that shit had nothing to do with you. It's right. Just, but that's the thing that we do, do as women. Shit. We internalize a lot of the stuff that people do to us. Or at least I can say I internalize a lot of the stuff that people have done to me. And it's just not because it happened once, not because it happened twice, but about a third time, you like, well, what does it mean that's attracting this particular type of whatever? But I think the benefit that I have that a lot of other women or people in relationships don't have is the fact that you were there in my life for some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have a level of sympathy or not sympathy, but like a level of empathy to why I react the way I react sometimes. And then part of it is just your person. I was to say, and part of it is just your personality. Like you're just not the type of person to do certain things. But when you have irrational thoughts and anxieties, like, they just that irrational. <laughs> like even though I know who you are, I just be like, this nigga, he been acting real well for two years. He about to flip the script. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. Waiting on my damn demise. <laughs> they don't wanna see you be a good nigga. Though. <laughs> they don't wanna see you be a good I mean, yeah. So to put a button on that, sit down with yourself for a little bit and figure out in relationships, what you want, what you need, what you desire. And then present that to your significant other. And then y'all go through the list and basically like say what we're willing to compromise, what we're not willing to compromise and request patience for the things that you need to change. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not soft. I'm a little rough around the edges. You know, it's going to take some time for me to be that, that soft, loving, trusting. Yes, honey. Girlfriend. It's been two years. But it's been six years of me not being that way. Uh, So you got six, you got four more to go, babe. Ain't that nigga last this long. You don't know that. I do know that. Anyway, <laughs> let's change this topic before I get upset because that shit just struck a chord. I but anyway, you. um, you're not gonna say you love me back. I love you too, babe. But you know this. You can still you tell this. me. You ain't tell me my hair was cute. That's how I knew you won't talk about me because I wear the same puff every day. Anyway, for the culture. Yeah, for the culture. We got a lot of stuff in this one. You ain't got no button? We got a lot of stuff in this one. I ain't gonna lie. Damn, babe, let me get set. You see? You you be setting when I was, me up to no. get yelled at. You're setting me up when to When I was transitioning, at. you were supposed to be on it. We need a new... We we about to vote him out as the fa- sound guy. You turned it off. I didn't. Lord, child. Anyway, keep talking. See, that's the thing. You'll be exposing. <laughs> you ain't supposed to do that. She is not a rider. That she's not down for why, the What we riding? She do rides. we got snacks? And why we got to die? Lord, just keep going. If you know... Nah, we're not even going into that. We're talking about <laughs> in post. Golly. That was, that was it? 
Yes, it's the paparazzi, nigga. It's scandal. It's a scandal. Okay, uh, Olivia Pope. Right. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, we gotta kick it off about. with the Bobby Brown yeah, story. Since we're watching BET right now, and they have the Bobby we're Brown story. We're not watching now. it; it's on in the it's background. On. Look, what I realized, even though we had our personal complaints and grievances with BET, <laughs> not grievances. We find ourselves on this channel a lot. BET is there to; they got you. First of all, they done <laughs> told y'all from a couple <laughs> years lie. back that they got you. BET be coming in with the stuff that you ain't even know. You be like, what? House party four no to watch house party. I ain't I, seen this in ages. Let me pop some popcorn. Right. Let me pop my this. wine and watch house party. Exactly. They be coming out here as long as I don't play baby boy no more. I ain't even know I wanted to watch baby boy. <laughs> but you end up watching it. Every single time. Every time. You don't watch baby boy 12 times this month. Because BET told you to. <laughs> For they no other reason. Boy. But yeah. They, 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 you what you say, babe? They found a niche. Yeah, they they niche. found their thing. They, they, uh, I yeah. think they might be the biopic kings. But this is what I thought about. It took them 10 years to make the new edition story. Yeah, I just found that out today. I knew that from the beginning because when they did the BET 25th anniversary, mm-hmm. that's when the idea came up with it. So it didn't take them 10 years to write it. It took them 10 years to get everybody on board. And I think that's the difference between BET biopics and the Lifetime ones that that happened. They I ain't going to sure say that we watch. They'll wait as long as they have to to get it right. Right. They're going to get it right because everybody's involved. Even the TLC, Jank. Like, wasn't them. I know it wasn't them, but I'm saying the key to a good biopic is when everybody is involved in some capacity Mm -hmm. even with notorious the movie it was certain key people like Lil kim who just went on board and granted you might not get everybody but like the more people you can get the better you know the better it'll be Mm -hmm. so yeah i think they got that thing though because the new edition and the bobby brown one has been who else would you want to yeah, see them do? You know, uh, I really want them to redo every last one that <laughs> Lifetime tried to do. I need Just a new Tony Braxton. I need a new Tony Braxton uh, was in Aaliyah. on her. They Aaliyah, no, Aaliyah whenever, no, like, no, no, no. Because Aaliyah parents just don't want that. Aaliyah should have never they been done. They need to do one for Missy. I would like to see one for Timberland. Just the whole Pharrell, like, VA, the whole scene. VA crew, Teddy Riley, all of them. <laughs> Teddy Riley and Blackstreet will be, be a dope one to do. Cool. Or just Babyface. Like, yeah, do we not forget Babyface? The face, all in general. Do you know how many hands? But the thing would be, the the best way to get it, they would have to get every act on deck. Or at least a major What you mean? Because he had hands on with a lot of people, so you want to be able to tell those different stories. Right. So I feel like an interview acts. from a couple people would suffice and then like hands on. And then certain people, the longer, like, like you said, babe, I ain't mean to cut you off. You certain people, instead of having biopics, just need documentaries. Yeah. A good. Thorough um, yeah, documentary. Good documentary. Um, not no more Tupac docs. Not no more Biggie docs. I'm over it. Yeah, because I already know who done, who did it now. <laughs> Me and her went down a rabbit hole for like two months. And we figured out who We killed. didn't figure it out. We did. We did well, not figure it out. We stumbled upon a video with a man who was getting his interrogated. His theory 
and he said it. Was it his yeah, theory it was or his was theory, it? theory, but it's factual. It's a factual theory. It's not even a theory. It's like facts. Yeah. And we know who killed Tupac. Don't say don't that. Don't at us. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I know. <laughs> and the person who did it ain't even, he ain't even alive no more. So what can you do? What can you do? And nothing. I advise everybody to, you know, do the research because it's really a good. It's out there. It's a good yeah. story. It's a good story. And it's good to know. I don't know if they're going to ever find out Biggie, though. I don't know. That one, I feel like that one was Inside CIA, man. FBI. Operation. Biggie is not Martin Luther. Shh. Look. <laughs> anywho. You know they don't want no influential <laughs> black people. But anywho, the Bobby Brown story. So, I was in Barnes and Nobles a couple months ago, and his story was on a special. And it was, I mean, the book, Every Little Step. I should have bought that book. I should have bought it. Because I was like, he going to have some crazy good. stories. Then you watch the movie and you just know that the book is always 10 times better than the movie. Like so I can purple. imagine what was in... Color, it was just long. But I can imagine color purple. what was in that book. Not to go down the tangent, but when you... If you didn't watch the play or read the book, Color Purple, the movie left out a lot of fine it details. It did. They touched it, but they but they didn't go into that. Yeah, they didn't go in detail. Like but, I didn't um, know this was a lesbian couple. Who? Silly and uh, you should. Yeah. I didn't know that until later on. Down. If you watch the movie only, I'm so, I'm shocking somebody right now. <laughs> like somebody right now, like what? You learn something new every day. Right. But yeah, the Broadway Ain't musical. Nothing. <laughs> but the Broadway musical explored that a uh, little bit yeah. more. And I think the movie, if you were just looking at it in that era, it was it was about their relationship was basically a woman who aspired to be like yeah, like this beloved lady. And then from vice versa, it was like she wanted to have a family like Mm-hmm. Seely had, even though it was a, a dysfunctional family, but their common ground was they both wanted to be each other, and in that they found a lesbian relationship. But anywho, the Bible Brown story. What's your thought? Shit, crazy. Well, though, my thoughts about it is it shed a lot of light. We're good. Okay. It shed a lot of light on just how much sense Bobby really had and how influential and crazy Whitney was, but nobody wanted to believe that. Right. It's kind of like with Brandy, like when you paint people as <laughs> Lord, why we the little this? darling or the princess of the black music scene. Is that why they were so much like together? Pumpkin. Like See, I just laced that shit together. <laughs> Is that why they was like they was kindred spirits Bro, in they there? Were. They were in a sense, but let me go back to what I'm saying though. Because I, after watching this movie, I realized that Whitney was the crazy one, mm-hmm. and I never knew. Because even myself, I can say honestly that I was just like everyone else. I thought that Bobby Brown was the one who. Brought Whitney down to the gutter and the slums of crack smoke. <laughs> you fell for it. Yeah, you know what I mean? But And that's probably because I didn't watch being uh, Bobby Brown as much as everyone else, but I did catch a lot of the clips on like E! and stuff like that. See, and I watched um, 
There's an interview with one of Whitney Houston's brothers that came out a while back when he was basically like, he was the one who introduced her to Coke. And, um, like, and just having conversations with my mom because she was older and she knew more of Whitney's story. She was like, she just always had the inkling that she was wild. And you can hear it in the way she talked to people. Like, if you go back and watch a lot of her interviews, she's so, like... Dismissive and short. No, she's bougetto. Yeah, that too. Like, she'd be like, girl, such and such and such and such. And just her mannerisms and the way she talked, the fast talk that she do, especially when she's trying to rush her idea out, how mm. shady she was in, like, some comments. And it was just like, if you look past the persona that they tried to portray her as, you could see that there was something. She was like a hood girl. A little bit. Yeah. Hood. But they had, because of her voice, because it was so light and airy and like fluffy. Regal. Yeah, they had to make her regal. And I feel like that's why her and Mariah Carey also got yeah. along. Because Mariah was the same way. Even though Mariah was to me a lot more pritzy and stuff than Whitney was naturally, she... See? This is why J-Lo had to tell niggas that she was Jenny from, from the motherfucking block. block. She was like, <laughs> you ain't nah, gonna do this to me. Don't put me up in on the box. Pedestal, yeah. I'm Jenny from the block, nigga. But it was just like, it was just weird seeing people come to that realization. And it's like, okay. It was kind of like validation from the way that I, I felt. Especially when you watch Ben Bobby Brown. You saw how crazy she was. Yeah, she was wild. From when they um That's the right. episode that, for me. <laughs> that, that was the Jake. And even the episode when they went camping and he was like, I'ma have a boys trip, this, that, third. She get in the car with the dog and pop up on the camping site. And he's like, What what are you doing? Like, we supposed to be out here living off the land. She come and she got a hot plate. <laughs> she just came with all her she was going glamping as they call it and he was just trying to be rugged with the homies I'm about to and go back like, and watch this shit dog. I really am what's so funny is probably like 4 or 5 years ago when we first got a fire stick me my sister and my brother cause they had never really seen all the episodes we found it on um online and we went back and watched it and it is just the funniest and it was so sad to me when you watch it to see like his relationship with Bobby Christina because she was such like at first when I looked at it I felt like she was just being a teenager who was kind of just like always up on her mama didn't want her dad to do this that and the third and then when you watch the Bobby Brown story it was pretty much, and later in her life, before she passed, you saw how the people around her manipulated her into thinking, into that, thinking yeah. that her dad was like this monster. And they even addressed that in the scene in the movie when they went to lunch. And she was like, I just had so many people around me feeding me bad information. And now that I'm older, I understand that like everything they were saying to me wasn't 100% true. Yeah. And, and what's crazy about it all as well was how much Bobby Brown really, really, really loved Whitney. Like, he and, and he just loves hard in general, though. Yeah. Like, one thing you saw from the movie was that 
every relationship that he had with a woman he really, really cherished, even with Janet Jackson. And Janet was like, oh, hell no. You know, I can't be out here seen with you. And it's crazy because even though he was wild, don't get me wrong, but he always got that bad boy um, label, even to the point where Janet Jackson didn't want no parts of him. Like, low-key, it, it was news to us that they mess with each other. Well, in, in the book, they portrayed it a little bit differently in the movie because they had it come out of his mouth and not her mouth. And I think that was because she's still alive and, like, he didn't want to, you know, stir the hornet's nest too much. But in the book, from what I've been told, he, um, him and Janet was, like, in this love affair and she was kind of dating. One Was it the barge? She was dating one of these little, one of the dudes that she ended up, the first guy she ended up marrying. And um, basically she was, she told him that he couldn't be, they couldn't be, she couldn't be with Bobby because she told Bobby she couldn't be with him because her dad wouldn't approve too much of her bringing home this black dude. Like that's not what he wanted for his child. And he got upset with her and threw her naked out of the hotel room. Which this is the part that they didn't show in the movie. And then basically in the book he was like. And then I thought about it. Like this is the Janet Jackson. I just put out my hotel room. So he opened the door. And he threw her a sheet. And closed the door. Hmm. So at least you wouldn't be out here butt naked. And I was just like. That would have been a dope visual for the movie. But I understand why you would. Omit that particular part. Of throwing her out. Because he did mention like. Oh, you don't want to be with me because I'm black, basically. Right. But overall, I think the movies were really good. The second part was super sad. Like you notice how much death he he been around, and that's just wow. like my goodness. So well, check it out. Really important people to him passes away. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out if you haven't, and we probably spoiled it for you. But you know. Hey. It's Should've two weeks later, you know? We gave you the three-day courtesy. <laughs> Definitely gave you the three-day courtesy. All right, what else we got? Um, So, Keenan did get his Emmy. Yay! You know what I'm saying? And John Legend has an EGOT. Yep. Which is wild, but... Why is that wild? It's just because it just seemed like it happened out of nowhere. And it's like, damn, I didn't even know he was a part of all these different things. Well, I mean, Grammys... He's won. Right, that's Oscars, he's won so, for songwriting. And then he got the Tony. That's what surprised me. The Tony came from um from Jesus Christ Superstar. So where did Emmy come from? From Empire? Jesus Christ Superstar. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah, both of them was yeah. from the same thing. Cause right. the uh because it's a TV show and a musical, it was um it was eligible for for Tony's and Emmys. So. Right. Congrats, John Legend. You one of 18 people in the history of EGOTs to get one. First black male, though. And you're also, yeah, the first black male to get one. So, you know. Yeah. Black excellence, baby. That's Damn, what we man, all that about. crazy. He went from being a singer on Kanye West songs and Jay-Z songs to having a whole EGOT. Like, that's And he got a crazy. dope wife. And he got a wife that you would never expect that he would marry. I never would expect it because she just, she's a goofy. Like she's really, really goofy, and you don't see him as funny. Him. Like I can't see him cracking jokes. I, I don't even see him cracking jokes with her. I do. I think she's witty. 
Not only is she a goofball, but she's very, very witty. He's a songwriter. I guess. He's I artsy. I mean, I know about being a musician and how their personalities can take on just about anybody. I get it. Yeah. But it's just like you when you see thought. John Legend, you just don't see that. Who did you see for him? Ironically, somebody like Paula... Abdul? No. I'm saying. <laughs> Paula Patton. Paula Patton. She's so white bread. She is, but I can see him with that. Like, and by white and it's bread, so funny because I, I feel like she bland. plays the same person in every movie. She, she do. She played a privileged, light skinned, ditzy chick. Yeah. Who falls in love and, and just. Falls in love and it's a fairy tale. It's a whirlwind. <sighs> Jumping the Broom was my drink, though. I ain't gonna lie. Jumping the Broom had... T.D. Jakes know how to produce Because my mom is both of the moms. <laughs> Together. Yeah. Anything with Angela Bassett got my vote. All right, what yeah. else we got? Uh, we gonna talk about Cat. Uh, we have two different views on it. I don't feel like we briefed each other enough prior well, to us watching this couple therapy. Let's sit on the couch and let's talk about it. Okay, so my stance on the whole Cat Williams thing. I get it. You he got done here today today. He got done here today. You got to tell the people. All right. So, Cat Williams went on the V103 uh, Chicago morning show or something like that. Either afternoon drive, something I can't remember. Anyway, but what the first thing that I saw was him blazing on Wanda the host. And then after that, I was like, let me go see this whole interview because it was funny. Like, he was roasting the fuck out of her. She didn't have a chance. Like, she didn't stand a chance. And you could tell that she was taking it really, really personal. But when watching the whole interview, he said some shit in the beginning of the interview before they got to the roast section that was some controversial things. Um, He was talking about Tiffany Haddish and how he doesn't. I ain't going to say he doesn't respect her as a comedian, but he says that we he, don't know if she can tell jokes can on a, from a consistent for a show, consistently for a show. We've seen her recite words that are written for her, but we don't know if she's able to be a stand-up comic. You know what I mean? Which I disagree with because it's not like she's never done stand-up comedy like she's not fresh as much as people want to think like oh we just found this diamond in the rough she's been doing stand-up comedy for 10 years granted she never had like a amy schumer run or a kevin hart selling out uh stadium runs but she's been on a couple different comedy specials that i've seen way before girls trip you can go on YouTube, and it's a lot of, like, Laugh Factory stuff. She was on Snoop Dogg's uh, Leading Ladies or whatever it was, which was pretty much a whole uh, special of female stand-up comics, most of which were African-American. So for him to say that, I think he could have worded it a little bit different that didn't make him sound like a hater and granted he had different points like she came out and she just jumped over monique she jumped over melanie camacho she jumped over Linnell to become this huge superstar on this particular uh platform and of course because it's cat williams there had to be some conspiracy in there but and he was talking about the only reason she was there was because she talked about having sex with a white, white man, man yeah. and 
that she used to be married to a white man. But I was like, aside from all of that, I just feel like sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Like sometimes people just fall into, not even fall, sometimes people are just destined into a certain path. And it's like, I'm pretty sure there were other comedians that came up and were working hard just as Cat Williams was, who had been out there before he was, and got on. he got on Friday and he just blew up after that. Mm-hmm. Like, is the argument to be had, how many stand-up specials did he have before he was in Friday? I don't know. But I ain't never heard about him until Friday after the next. Right. And it's just saying, like, sometimes you out there grinding with your head down and then you look up and you make this one decision that catapults you into this thing. So I would say go back and do research and see how many stand-up specials Cat Williams had before Friday because he was, like, the breakout star in that movie. And then afterwards, a lot of doors opened up to him and he started doing his own specials and has, like, he said, more than Martin Lawrence and he has the most more than Wizard Price. And all. But you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she's not even starting. You got to get catapulted from somewhere. Right. My thing is, a lot of people felt like he was hating on her. I didn't think it was hate because he gave her props. He's more so because you know he's a conspiracy. Like, he felt like it was a conspiracy, essentially, on how she's receiving her fame. Right. He's not hating on her. He gave her props. He said, I'm proud of her. He was like, honestly, I was one of the ones who gave her one of her first shots on some of my shit. But this is what bothered me about that. So when you first see the interview, like he's tooting his own horn about all these specials that he got, how he shoots it himself, how Netflix just dropped him this huge check. It's like a whole self-serving thing. And I wasn't, I was rubbed the wrong way about it, but I wasn't upset about it because I feel like with a lot of things that happen like this, especially like even drawing back to the Keenan needs an Emmy, you don't realize how much stuff our community has contributed unless somebody tells you. And granted, they ain't going to tell you much. But So when it comes out of the person's mouth who actually did all this stuff, it sounds, I res- boastful. It sounds boastful, but I also respect it because mm-hmm. if you didn't tell us, we, we would never, never know. know. That's why I didn't take it the wrong But way. in the same breath, because you started out with that tone, and the way he was talking, like he talks very factual and aggressive sometimes, kind of like how you feel with me. It just felt like she don't deserve this. This person deserved this. Monique, Melanie Camacho, Linnea, like they the ones who should be da 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 da. And that just to me was just like, okay, we that might be true, but your delivery at this point is jaded and everything. Right. He sounded very jaded in the in the conversation. But he didn't say she didn't deserve it. He just said she catapulted and skipped over, over a lot other of people, people who who he who, felt deserved who it. Who felt deserved it. And that's an opinion. With that being said, that's mighty wide of us to think like that now that you said that. Because I can say that I felt the same way with listening to it initially. Uh-huh. But then I had to tell myself, no, I'm not gonna think like that. Like that he was being boastful and that he was hating and he was tooting his own horn too much. Right. That's mighty white of us to feel like that because what do white people always say all the time? Put your head down, you know, work hard, 
You don't have be humble, da 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 da. And that's cool. You should want to do those things. But like you said, if he never would have said those things out of his mouth, we would have never, never known. And it would have never, because a lot of times we'd be ready, like sometimes we'd be ready to cancel Cat Williams. We'd be ready to get his ass out of there. Cat Williams got an Emmy, by the way, as well. Um, this last past, previous Emmys. But um, yeah, we'd be wanting to dismiss his ass, but we got to realize this is the, probably the reason why he said the shit. Because people don't know and people don't value and cherish him and put him on that same level as I the greats. they do. Some do, some don't. It's kind of a half-half. You have people that come out here and put Kevin Hart up there before they will put Cat Williams. And that's just because Kevin Hart is the face of African-American co- comics right now. I, I understand what you're saying, but from my perspective, I wouldn't agree with that. But what but I'm saying by to, it's mighty wide of us to say that though. Let's Baby, get to we're doing good on no, time. No, I'm just saying I didn't say nothing about the time. I was just gonna say let's get to the part about uh Lil Real? No. Oh. About the gun. Oh yeah, we can get to that. Once I finish up this part here, I want to finish this up. Okay. So when I was saying it's mighty wide of us though, is because a lot of times we really do like have you realized we do that a lot of times and i think that's being americanized and conditioned because it's kind of like with the colin kaepernick situation what do people say all this and even with lebron james shut up and dribble a ball or you making all these millions of dollars why are you protesting no we weren't talking about him protesting i think you conflating two issues no i'm, th- I'm talking about something completely different now let me explain it what I'm saying is about. All right, so I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish what you were saying. No, I'm just saying. I thought we were talking about Cat Williams being boastful and how people would tell you to sit down and not toot your own horn. Standing up for something that you believe in that's wrong is not tooting your own horn. We know that. I'm talking about the parallel on how white people think about it and how that's mighty white of us. To be on the same level of being uncomfortable when someone says all the things that they have done and it comes, it rubs us off as boastful. I don't understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is the reason why it rubbed us the wrong way is the same reason why how sometimes white people say, put your head down, work hard, let the work expose itself, speak for itself. Don't boast don't be boastful be humble don't toot your own horn let other people give you roses so what does protesting have to do with that you're talking about the problem i'm not talking about the problem i'm talking about how white folks can say you the one who brought up the protest listen to what i'm, what I'm, I'm saying listening. listen to what i'm saying the reason why i'm saying is the reason how that rubbed us the wrong way is kind of the same way how when colin kaepernick they a lot of times instead of them understanding that it's about the protest, they feel they find they feel that how dare this person that makes all this money here be kneeling during the national anthem. First off, they don't see it as a protest for what he's protesting for. They see it as a protest against the national anthem and the flag, and they see it as him being. And then when he talked about it, they saw it as him being arrogant, boastful, not humble, not. Being, they want us to bow our head down, just entertain, be an entertainer instead of. It's kind of the same with Cat Williams. A lot, 
not even take the Cat Williams out of it, but just talk. We're more so talking about how it made you feel, Brittany. Okay. It's kind of similar to how white folks want you to put your head down and just work hard. The same way they tell LeBron James, just shut up and dribble. Instead of being someone who's outspoken or someone that is multi uh, faceted and well versed, whether, you know what I'm saying, taking the cat wouldn't. Him talking about his own accolades out of it, Brittany. I'm more so talking about him just having an opinion on it. Okay. Or saying what he's done. Okay. And how it made us feel. I said that was mighty white of us because it kind of plays on a parallel on how white folks feel uncomfortable when we go out of the realm of being an entertainer. Okay. All right, let's talk about the talk about the, the gun. No, I'm just saying I don't agree with you, but I I still don't understand what you're saying, but. Okay. Okay. Talk about the gun. Talk about the gun, Brittany. So, when they were um, at the radio station and he was getting into it with Angie and they were going back and forth and I guess they was like shooting the dozens or whatever. So Her name is Wanda. Wanda, uh, what did I say, Angie? Who is Angie? You thinking about Angie Martinez now? No, I don't know. Wanda, whoever he was talking to, they started joking, and it got real, real sticky. You know, it was. I, I don't know where did it go left. He sounded very jaded because he was very aggressive with her from the whole start. But I don't think he I don't was. Know. I felt like he when was. she started, when she was like, "So you got such and such kids, like, so what do you cook?" And he was just like, just because your interview skills ain't up to par, you got to ask no, me that question. it started before that, though. When? It started before that. When we had to that? watch it again. I can't, I, I, I can't run it back, but his conversation with her, with her, was mad aggressive. Like, you could tell, like, he had it out for her almost. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. I got the vibe that when she asked him about cooking, he took it in shade. And she asked that question to everybody. I watched the interview with her and Bobby Brown. They they asked the same question to Bobby Brown. Right. But I'm saying, I feel like he took it as shade. Like, you should be asking me better questions. And it's yeah, like, feel, I'm Cat yeah. Williams, and you're going to sit here and ask me about what I'm cooking. Yeah. Which, you know, I think it was just an attempt for her to kind of make a human connection between him, her, and the audience. Because right. everybody who got kids shared that common experience. We already know like, about Cat Williams, the comedian. Now we want to know about, about him as the, the person. Guy. Yeah. yeah. So, because um, he pretty much was like his greatest accomplishment was having six kids and not having there be one picture of them on the internet. Right. And that's when she was like, you know, basically, we want to pry a little bit into you as a family man. And the easiest way to get into that. To her was like, what What do you cook? Like, what's your favorite meal? Or the she thing that they say dad, dad gotta have. Trying to change the subject thing, though, because he was already kind of getting on her case before they got to that. I don't, I don't see it that way, but okay. And they pretty much got into this heated little thing back and forth. And that was, that was that. And then we see another video pop up. And the dude... I guess they had a show at a comedy club the night before or the night after because that's what they were really there promoting. He was there with a friend, with a comedian friend promoting his show. And um, 
and they pretty much was like some guy who I guess worked at the comedy club was basically like um, her husband came up there with a gun and was <laughs> looking for Cat Williams and not just her husband she has three sons Wanda's husband and three sons came up there armed looking for Cat because of the radio beef that they had and I was like that just made me feel like it was more to what was going on. Yeah, well, I just hope she didn't take it personal. She did. Obviously, shit. she did when her husband rolled up there with a gun. That's just wild. That's fucking wild. That's unnecessary and it's wild, yo. Like, it ain't even that serious. You're dealing with a comedian. And obviously, she does something in the comic realm as well. I thought she, she did stand up too. Or yeah, she, she does something along the lines of it, so you should know. Because bringing a gun into the equation, my mom always said, if you pull a gun out, you better be ready to use it. And my thing was, was it had been worth it. If For you some jokes shot, about hair, jokes. broccoli. Right. Bro, if you ain't seen the interview, the shit is hilarious. <laughs> it is the broccoli hilarious. one. You say, you, you should see what I do with corn. Cool. And I was <laughs> done. I was like, bro. Oh, like, it was uncomfortable, but it was though. very, very funny. He's a very interesting person. Like, we low key went down a rabbit hole with him the other day, other night as well. Watching last night. Um, cause he just he's, I don't know how to explain it. Like he's uh, he has a personality that just draws you to him a little bit and makes you interested about how he thinks. Cause he's very. You know, he's a conspiracy theorist. Like, but anyway, I'm, and they're always interesting. And they yeah, suck you in. So, yeah. just like it was all like freshman year of college, all <laughs> over again. So, up on game. Up on game. What did I say? The Trayvon Martin. Oh yeah, doc. the Trayvon Martin doc. I feel like ain't nobody been really talking about it, and it's really, really, really good. Like this, Jay Z shed light on how bad of a court case that really so was. So wait, it, was it Jay-Z's documentary or did they help? I think he was like the EP. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. When, y'all, that court case was just... A circus. Bruce said it was piss poor. I was like, what is the level below piss poor? I don't even know. It was so crazy. That his parents was was basically like, we're not going to stay for the verdict. Well, it was just the fact that I think they were so numb that they didn't even realize how bad the shit was. No, did you hear what the dad said? Mm. He was like, the reason I couldn't go to the verdict is because if it didn't go the way that I wanted to go, it wouldn't have been a sheriff or nobody else in there to stop me from... um, from what I would have done to that man. And then what makes matters even worse is how wild Zimmerman is now that he's been acquitted of that Bro, crime. he out here signing Skittles and giving them away to people like like he's a brand ambassador. Now that he's gotten away with this shit, he feels like he's Mr. Untouchable. But what's so crazy is that like his wife filed for divorce. And she was like on the phone with nine one dispatch crying, talking about he about trying threatening to kill my dad and me and this that and the third and can y'all come get him? But hold on, wait, were you not the same woman in two thousand thirteen who was put, who was smuggling money 
from PayPal accounts to secret accounts who had a secret passport for him and you to run away. And using weak ass code like Peter Pan for PayPal. Like people won't gonna figure it out. Like I'm like, let's let's keep that same energy, bruh. Right. Cause if I was the dispatcher, I would have hung up the phone. Right. Sorry. Wrong number. Anyway, man, don't even get me started on shit. But I that's put you up on game. You should watch it. It's really, really good. It'll make you think. Yeah. It'll make you pissed in the same breath, but it'll make you think. And it'll make you grateful that people are starting to open their eyes to certain situations. Like, granted, it's a lot of negative that has come along since that case kind of like sparked the new. It's a new the era. The new era. The new movement of young African Americans turning into activists, but um, it's like I don't know. It just it just opened your eyes to a lot of different things, and it made me grateful that there was a light to be shined on it. Maybe some people can watch it and then see things from a different perspective. Maybe some white people will watch it out of anger. And then see some things from a different perspective. Yeah. Shit was a shit show, though. Like, that court case was a shit show. But uh, we're not we're not going to be jaded about the situation. We're going to just tell you guys to watch it. Form your own opinions on it. And just really just watch it. I feel like I haven't heard nobody talk about it. So no. I, won't, I don't want it to be a flop. Because that's something that really needs to be I haven't heard anybody talked talk about, about it. This is something that needs to be watched. And it might be because people... I'm tired. tired of seeing that shit. But yeah. in the words of the guy who's in the documentary, if y'all tired of hearing about it, think about how we must feel living it every day. Right. All right, babe. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, close it out with that. Yeah. Yeah. So say goodbye to the people, babe. Hit us up on Instagram. Don't forget. Oh, it's yeah. Couples Therapy Podcast. We got a couple of posts. We're going to be posting more. When we get closer to the time we're going to do our live uh, stream, we'll start uploading that information up there as well. Send us, uh, well, I guess you don't have to shoot us an email since we got our Instagram. You got any questions, comments, concerns? Hit in your DMs. Uh, slide in our DMs. And, you know, we'll address those things. We're Damn. very vocal. We talk back. We follow back. All that other good stuff. Alright. Did I miss anything? Nah. So say bye to the people, babe. Bye, y'all. <laughs> we out, y'all. Music major. I see you looking what you're looking at. Boy, you so late. Get out the past. Watching me walk away. You want it back. I know. I know, yeah. I know Heard you been asking my friends about me Tryna see where I've been Tryna see you one week Tryna slide back on the slit yeah. I know you mad and your feelings yeah. You was sleeping on the kid yeah. Now I got you feeling sick And you madder than a bitch Yeah Oh, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Boomerang. Boomerang. Sorry to say, it's nothing you're offering.
Night after night I was up looking stupid It's funny how the tables turn, oh Believing in fairy tales, waiting on, yeah, waiting on Cupid Guess it was all in my mind I was just wasting my time Hoping that you come back, come round to your senses So much for wishful thinking You push me to my limit Coming back, boy, believe that You did enough, you can't do no more To break my heart, yeah Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Sorry to say, it's nothing you offering I let you go, so you just go away I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same, no Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Sorry to say, it's nothing you Well, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang.